Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Monday, March 15th edition of the MMA OB Daily Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Adam Martin. I'm joined by Mr. Marcel Dorf for the uh, very first 4 p.m. Eastern Time edition. 9 p.m. your time, Marcel, over there in Holland, man. Thanks for doing it with me. How's it going? Yeah, doing well, man. How are you doing? I'm good, man. It was my first day at uh, BJ Penn, um, the Monday to Friday thing. So it's, it is a different day for me. That's obviously why I did the change here. But I'm, I'm doing good. You know, it's just new day new day at work. I mean, it's, it's always it's always an adventure. So I'm doing great, man. Um, we have uh, we got a lot to talk with today, Marcel. Obviously, we had pretty crazy card the other night, UFC Vegas 21. We also have yeah. another card this weekend, UFC uh, Vegas 22. And you're going to be joining me tomorrow, same time, 4 p.m. Eastern, uh, to break down that card. So we'll, we'll talk about that card tomorrow. Just one update, the fight between Johnny Eduardo and Anthony Burchak has been scratched. You know what's shitty about that, Marcel? I literally got up early today, and I, and I studied the fights before I started my shift. I've been up for a while, and uh, that was like one of the first fights I did. I couldn't fall back asleep, so I was like, might as well just do tape study. And I, I, I studied Eduardo and Burchak, and it was such a hard fight to pick, to be honest with you. I was like, <laughs> man, both these guys have so many issues with their games, but... My lean was towards Eduardo, actually. Anyways, it doesn't matter at this point. Fight got canceled. Um, let's talk about UFC Vegas 21, Marcel. Let's, uh, let's get into this card. So, I mean, it was a pretty crazy card, man. We had some crazy upsets. Two no contests, Marcel. First time that's ever happened in the UFC, which is pretty nuts. I don't know what to say, man. Let's, let's start with the main event. Let's start with Leon Edwards and the, the no contest with the eye poke. Um, he was warned before the eye poke in the first round. Yeah. And the second round, we saw... Um, they called it an accidental foul, and it was a no contest. What, what's your thoughts? Do you think it should have been a DQ instead? Because he was warned in the first round. What do you think? It's so hard, man. I, I don't think anybody DQ or the, on purpose um, uh, poke somebody in the eye, although maybe some do, but most won't, won't do, you know? And, um, I mean, th- those gloves are a problem. I said for a long time, those gl- I don't know, have you ever had UFC gloves on? Yeah, of course. I mean, <laughs> yeah, me, me too. It's far, it sucks, you know. Yeah. It's it's like it's like you get this, and you really have to do this to to hold a fist. Yeah. And when you are at a certain moment in a fight, and you don't have that pressure in your fist, you have it immediately like this, you know. So you have to for 15 minutes to do this the whole damn time. Yeah. It sucks, you know. Yeah. So I mean, uh, they have to do something with the gloves, man. Make it more, uh, make it easier to close your hand. You know, uh, they got to do something with it, you know. So I'm looking at, like, I think these are the gloves that a lot of people talk about here, Marcel. Let me pull a picture of uh, Shuto gloves, I believe. People say that these are the ones that are curved. You see it's curved downwards? Yeah. That's what people want the UFC to do. But for whatever reason, Dana White, they keep saying, like, oh, we've looked into this, like, the last 20 years almost. Like, doesn't seem like there are any changes. I don't know what's going to change differently. I mean, look at some of these gloves, right? Like, you know, this is curved a little bit downwards, too. So we'll say, like, curved... Mm -hmm. The thing is just the, the the part which is here is very hard. You yep. know what I mean? Yep. So it's hard to put that down. And that you can make this a little bit softer, I think, you know. Someone on Reddit, look, they compared the pride glove to the UFC glove. Like there's such a massive yeah. difference, too. Like there's gotta be a better glove, right? There has yeah, to be. For sure. You know, I uh I don't know if you have that show over there called Shark Tank. Do you have that over there? You have Dragon's Den or whatever? Did they ever I, show that? I've, seen, I've seen it before. Shark I feel Tank, like yeah. someone's got to go on there and be like, I have, I've invented this new MMA glove. We're going to make millions off. We're going to sell the Dana away for a million dollars. <laughs> but we'll see. I mean, listen, like it's an unfortunate way for the fight to end. I just think it's it's kind of weird, man, how one week something is a foul that's accidental. And we talk about, we might as well talk about the Eric Anders fight right now too. Let's just talk about them both at once. 
Herb Dean was the referee for both fights. Last week, they called it an illegal knee in the, in the fourth round. The round has nothing to do with it, by the way. The round yeah. would only have – the only thing that has to do with it is if it goes to the scorecard or not. Yeah, so exactly. when Mark Reiner said on the broadcast it's – so, it's so bad when they say stuff like that's that's wrong on the broadcast, Marcel. And they keep getting the rules wrong lately. It's it's really annoying. Actually. Yeah, why why does the broadcast? How does the broadcasters not know the rules? I mean, like I think I think John and Brendan probably do, but the the commentators clearly do not. Yeah, and I and I understand that there are some issues and like different commissions have different rules, but this is not like a different rule. Like, no. like if the fight goes to the to, to if it's a three round fight, it goes to the third round. You go to the scorecards, and if it's it goes to the fourth or fifth round in a championship fight, you go to the scorecards. If there's a foul that's accidental, yeah. if it's accidental, that's why. It wasn't uh, last week they didn't go to the scorecards because they called it intentional. Whereas yeah. this week, we talked about the Eric Anders fight, Darren Stewart. Eric Anders had that fight in the bag. He had that fight in the bag. That was even stupider than what Pierre Yan did, to be completely honest with you. Um, <laughs> but why is that not a DQ, though? You know, And I had Eric wow. Anders in my, in my DraftKings pool, so I was hoping for a win here. But mm -hmm. in, the, in the matter of fairness, Marcel, What's what's the difference? Tell me. It's act, it's actually very easy, man. I mean, uh, the, with Piotr Jan against uh, Aljamain Sterling, it was uh, Mark Smith who was the referee, and uh, he immediately called it intentional foul, intentional foul when it happened, and at that moment you can't go back. You know, you have already called an intentional foul, so the, there are three options. One option is you go uh, you go ahead with the fight. You can continue. And you, uh, you you just go ahead. Second option is you go ahead and you deduct points. And third option is it's a DQ because you called an intentional foul. And Herb Dean was smart here. Herb Dean probably learned from Mark Smith last week, and he was like, uh, he was time. That's the only thing he said. Time. Yep. He didn't say intentional foul. He didn't say anything. So he had more yeah. options. Yeah. You know? No, I agree with that. And, uh, that's, that's what I said last week too. I agree with that. I just. I just think it's it's kind of dumb that we're getting inconsistencies, man. Like I don't like that. You know, it's one week is one rule, the next week's the other. Like, what are these? Hey, but, but then, unlike Cormier and Bisping, uh, are like, why is this a DQ and why is it? I'm like, do do you guys pay attention or whatever? Yeah, because yeah. I, I immediately said, I think to Twitter, I tweeted out like, the comparison to last week is that the referee called it an intentional foul back then, and. Dean didn't call it an intentional yeah. foul, so he could make it a no contest. If he immediately say intentional foul, he could have made it a DQ as well. Yeah, no, it's, it it's true. I just, like, I'm not sure how it was unintentional, though. Like, it looked pretty intentional yeah, to me. <laughs> I understand. Yeah, for sure. It's the interpretation of the referee in this one, probably. Yeah. So, And some people yeah. were saying, like, his hand was on the other side of the body, like, on, by the cage, and it was hard to see. I'm not sure mm. if I'm really buying that. I mean, if the guy was down, he's down. That's why we have instant replay, too, by the way. Which they, mm. never, which they never use, Marcel. They never go to the instant replay, even though they have it. Yeah. Straight wager, what's going on, man? He says, Trevor Whitman sitting on a glove and design, but UFC won't purchase it from him. I've heard about that. Um, that guy's great. I mean, he's one of the smartest guys in the game. I haven't seen it, but for real, he should maybe publicize it and show it to the people. And Trevor Whitman glove, bro. Typing it in right now. As spoiler, I look at the designed gloves. Let me see what they look like. Oh, they got taken down. Oh, wait, let me see here. Okay, someone posted on Reddit apparently, and they took it down. So let me see if there's another uh, picture. Is this what they look like? Okay, well, I mean, I don't know if I think this is it. Let's let take a look here. Look at these gloves, Marcel. Where is it? Trevor Whitman gloves. I think that's it. Onyx Sports, I believe that's it. Okay, yeah, Onyx. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's what it looks like. Um, okay. You can yeah, see why that not, like this, right? It's not. It's like forcing a fist closed. Not to keep yeah. it open, right? 
Yeah, and they, they may be saying, man, it's, it's div more difficult to grapple. You know what I mean? If, right, if, it's, right, right. if it's stiff like this. But that's why I said, pr that's try true. to make it more loose here. You know, that you still can do this, but you can easily do this as well. You know yep. what I mean? Yep. David probably took it down. Yeah, just like all those pictures of the, the Venom things that are floating around. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know, right? So, listen, um, it's just, it's really crappy that the fight ended that way. You know, two fights. Mm -hmm. First time in UFC history at two no contests, Marcel. Let's talk yeah. about Leon Edwards and Bilal. Um, mm -hmm. What do they do here? Because you got Leon saying, you know, I, I should move on and fight for the title now. Bilal's out there calling him pathetic and saying, you know, he's, he's, he's basically being a coward and saying, like, I won 10-9 in the first round, that, therefore I won the fight. And Bilal's like, dude, it was five rounds, we just got started. Listen, it's not his fault he got poked, I get that, but he's going to be out for a while, I'm guessing. Like, I don't think he's going to fight anytime soon. Like, it was a nasty injury. He'll probably be out a couple yeah. months. I know they, they seem to want to do this leon Colby covington fight. It seems like that's the talk. Anything Brett Okamoto tweets, guys, that's what the UFC's thinking, by the way. They love telling Brett, and then he tweets it, and then the fans respond. You see, Marcel, they use, it, they use the ESPN guys. It's all, it's all part of the same group, right? So... Hmm. Um, I don't know what to say. I mean, I think that they could run it back, but Leon took no damage in this fight. Besides that one, I think elbow in the clinch, he took no damage. I think he should get back in there like as soon as possible. Um, maybe like next month or the month after. Like I don't see he just he took no damage, Marcel, in the fight. He needs to listen, get back listen, in there soon. Listen, man, he wanted to fight Gilbert Burns so badly. Fight Gilbert Burns. Burns said he can be back anytime soon. So why not? Yep. Uh, de definitely not a title fight against Kamaru Usman. Uh, yeah, he needs he needs one more win. Uh, I mean, the Bilal fight. I'm, I'm for Bilal. Um, I don't think Leon will wait for him because this was already a short notice fight. I don't think Leon is like, I need to definitely fight this dude. But uh, I, I hope for Bilal he gets another opportunity against a highly ranked guy. I mean, I, I wouldn't mind that, but I don't think they will book a rematch. I think uh, because Mohammed uh, has to uh, recover. Absolutely, and it was a nasty injury, right? Like, it, and it was clear as soon as it happened, the fight was going to be stopped. By the way, and I'm not even sure why there was any sort of confusion there with her again, Herb Dean. Then he started yelling at Joe Martinez. He's like, "Go away" or something. You, yeah, you see that <laughs> I saw that. Joe was like the best too. I was surprised by that, eh? I was first like, "Who?" who I thought it was the doctor, and then I yeah, saw yeah, it was same Joe Martinez. Then I saw <laughs> Joe, and I was like, "Really? Joe's the man." So this is what it is, you know. Herb's been really taking it from every <laughs> every corner of the world. It seems like lately, everyone just doesn't like Herb Dean. I mean, what are your thoughts on him as a ref right now? Because it seems like he's been in some really sketchy situations. I'm not saying it's necessarily – like, it's not his fault that guys are poking each other lie or kneeing them on the head. He seems to – like, that's bad luck. But a lot of his stoppages, Marcel, are very sketchy lately. Like, the, the Kai Kara France stoppage, don't get me wrong. It was a good stoppage that it was stopped. But it was actually an extra five seconds after he knocked him down. Then it was stopped. Like, this is dangerous, man. Someone's going to get hurt under this guy's watch. I don't dislike Herb Dean at all, but I don't think he's the top referee anymore that he was uh, like five years ago or something. He has some some weird stoppages sometimes, you know. So yeah, absolutely. I think like maybe ten years ago he was even like probably the best guy. Yeah, um, I agree. Right now we got guys like Mike Beltran, who's in who's doing UFC fights again in uh, Nevada, which is amazing. Um, the guy with the huge beard, I love him. You know, he's, one of the best. He's, he's my favorite. He's my favorite. He's he's a great ref, and he's he takes it. He takes uh, control of the fight. If you listen to him. Yeah. He, like he takes that's what you yeah. want for a ref. You don't want a wishy washy ref, you know. Like, I agree, I agree man. Yeah, you know, Marcel, your uh, your camera's gone. I don't know what you press there. I just hear you. I know, I know, man. I'm, I'm fixing my light here. Okay, sorry, guys. All right, um, no yeah. worries. Then, as far as the Eric Anders and, and Darren Stewart fight goes, it sure looked like Anders had that one in the bag. Like, he looked amazing, by the way. 
Um, he looked huge, by the way. <laughs> he looked massive. Training with Eddie Chaw, training with Henry Cejudo and Erica Bergerson. Uh Do they run this one back, or do they go separate ways with this one? I see them running this one back. Why not? You, you think so? Yeah, because, I mean, Derek, yeah, he did get hurt. He got hurt because he got took that knee to the head. But, you know, I think – He was, was already hurt. Yes, he was. You know what? That fight could have been stopped, I believe, Marcel. I think it could have mm-hmm. been stopped. Um, I don't think it would have been the worst stoppage. Obviously, it didn't, and kept moving on. Now, let's talk about the co-main event, which is a fight I did predict correctly here. I picked Ryan Spann by first-round knockout, picked it to a team, Marcel. I love Misha, but he, he just has no chin. He can't take a punch. Um, I love the guy. He's amazing on the ground. I got to be honest, man. Uh, I hate saying this because he's a fellow Canadian. I think he could be cut, to be honest with you, because if you look at his record, he's lost four of his last six fights by, by knockout. Like, when he wins, it's an impressive fashion. It's by submission, usually. But Marcel, when he loses, Misha, he's getting brutally knocked out. So I'm not sure your thoughts on him are, but I love the guy. I'm not saying he should cut him, but I'm just saying, man, I mean, you know, look at his record. It's two and four with four knockout losses. That's a lot of knockouts. What do you think? Yeah, I agree, man. I, I honestly expected Serkinov to win the fight. I know you didn't. I did. I thought he could submit him. But uh, I knew if Span was going to win, he probably would put him away in the first round. Yeah. So it was like it was spent first round TKO or circling of our submission. Um, what I think about it, I don't know, man. I, I remember when he was like undefeated in the UFC and uh, they had problems with renewing his contract and then he came back. He fought Krilov, I think, at that moment. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't see him making a run for any title or whatever, you know. Uh, yeah. But he's st- he's still dangerous. You saw what he did to Jimmy Crude, a Peruvian necktie. Um, he, he's a guy that probably will be in the between the top ten, top twenty if he yeah. stays in the UFC. But I don't see him making a run in, into the top ten. It was between top ten and top twenty there. Yeah, and again, I'm not, I wouldn't cut him. I'm just saying I think I think they might. I really do. Like, and I love yeah, the guy. I don't I don't want to see him cut because he obviously I think he is a UFC caliber fighter. But you know, Marcel, when you get knocked out almost every fight, I mean, it's it's not, it's very hard to keep the guy in the roster. I think we saw it with JDS and those guys too. Although they were making a lot more money, that's the difference, of course. Let's get this comment mm-hmm. from Straight Wager. He says, "Not that it matters, but I think people are really overlooking the fact Leon would have come on stronger Saturday as well." He hadn't fought forever. The first would be a stronger. I agree to you. I mean, I thought he looked good actually for the first round. You can when you watch the Leon fight, to Marcel, to me, he does look like a guy who should be fighting for a belt. I do think he's a championship caliber fighter. I just don't know if he gets it off in no contests. So mm-hmm. I think he's great. I'm a big fan of him. I was hoping for a great actually, it was actually a decent fight for, for as long as it lasted. And then that happened. Just such a crappy way to end the night. Um, let's talk about another crazy knockout, man. I didn't see this one coming, I'll be honest. Uh you know, it's crazy because I thought Gavin Tucker would be finished his last couple fights. He starts dominating everyone. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to take Gavin Tucker. He looks like he's turned the corner. And then he turned into a pumpkin <laughs> and get KO'd here in 22 seconds by Dan Ige, who is probably the most underrated featherweight in the UFC. Uh, he is a top 10 guy. He doesn't get a ton of respect from people for whatever reason. The guy's a fucking savage. He finishes people on the feet, on the ground. I love Dan Ige. I made a mistake picking against him this fight. I pick him every fight, and then I finally went against him myself. Um, I love this guy. What do you think? And you call it Korean zombie. Would you like that matchup too? Yeah, for sure. Why not? I mean, he deserves a, a step up in competition again. I mean, uh, as far as Calvin Cater, yeah, he, he lost that one. Uh, but but all of his other fights in UFC have been good. You know, only his debut against Julio Arce, uh, he lost that one. I think that's also a, a problem with some fighters when they lose their debut. They have a lot of hype already gone, you know. And um, 
as I say, with Hakim Dawoodu when he lost to um, to the Scottish guy's name again. Um, Danny Henry, the hatchet. Danny Henry, the hatchet. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. it's the same problem. But um, I think Iga is very good. Um, yeah, I like to see him against uh, Chan Sung Jung against the Korean Zombie uh, Tucker. I always have the same problem as you with Tucker, man. Uh, if I pick him, he loses, and if I don't pick him, he wins. This time I had the pride, I had Ige. So, um, yeah, but uh, for example, I, I was sure Billy Carantillo would beat him, but yep, uh, Tuck, Tucker did it, or Tucker beat him. Yep. I was sure that uh, Tucker was going to win against Rick Glenn back then, and I was so so wrong on that one. Oh, <laughs> so, man. Yeah. That, I was watching that fight again last week. I was talking about it, man. That is one of the most brutal beatings you'll ever see. Like, I almost felt like someone was going to die in the ring that night. Like, that should was, have been stopped, man. That oh my was God. horrible. Horrible stop. Like that, I've never seen the ref again. I, I mm. hope he retired. He's a bum. Like he's a bad ref. Um, yeah, you can do something about it. He's from, he was from Canada. That I know, I know. You know, actually, <laughs> I actually, I searched it up because it was four years ago and um, uh, Gavin was saying like, you know, it's not his fault. I, I, you know, I signed up for this, not the ref's fault, but he was saying that from, they're like, from the hospital room because they send... I remember that fight because Aaron Bronstetter was a good friend of mine. He was at the fight and he told me yeah. he was backstage. He said Gavin Tucker's. I remember he told me this. He said his wife was in tears because her her husband was so beat up. Like they thought he might die that that night. Marcel, mm -hmm. yeah. I hate saying this, guys, but we probably will see a death in MMA one day. We probably in the UFC, I should say. We probably will. You know, I'm not saying maybe in the room that night, but someone might go to the hospital and die. And that's the kind of fight, Marcel, that beating that you know, if that happens. Again, you could see something even worse, but yeah, it's it's amazing. Tucker, you know, he's, he went on that run, but you know, the chin finally cracked here. Just a great straight right man, right down the pipe, bang, right down the pipe. First punch thrown, eh? Can you believe that? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. What were you gonna say? I was like, thing the 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 commentators were like, "What's that? Three seconds?" And they completely missed. Oh my god! The they didn't even read the clock. It clearly said twenty-two or twenty seconds. Like yeah. I don't know why they kept saying it's. Boy, it's like amateur hour sometimes. I don't get it. Like these guys are. I love these guys. DC Bisping, like they're great. It just doesn't. Make my friend, you know, I'm I'm a big fan of Brandon Fitzgerald, you know, but Wait, I love what he what he said. Gastelum. <laughs> you know what though? He actually really did look like him in this fight. Like he really looked yeah. like a mini Gastelum in this fight. Um, <laughs> hack for us. Uh, let's follow this fight. You know, this is this is a crazy one because. Remember last week I said Davy Grant's a, a beast. I told you guys I was like, man, watching him back, he's so good. And of course, I picked against him. Still, I'm so dumb. I knew he was good because I watched the. I was watching his fights again. He's a dog. It's just that I couldn't trust his chin. He got dropped in the first round, Marcel, but survived. He survived just like he did against Martin Day. And that combination and that knockout was so sick. Jonathan, Mart I think it's pretty fair to say this guy is obviously a little bit overrated. He doesn't have a complete game. He's he's just a striker. He's got no, nothing else really, Marcel, and uh, he doesn't have good cardio either. Doesn't have good. I, I I'm really angry at myself because it was one of those fights where I was like, I see the dog a path here, and I just couldn't do it. So it is what it is. But he gets KO'd, and man, that's back to back crazy knockouts for Davy Grant, age 35. He's reinventing himself as this like knockout artist. And I love. You know what? One good piece of the commentary was when they were talking about getting the feeling of knocking someone out. When DC and Bisping said like, once you get that feeling of knocking a man out, like you just want it again. And I love when they said that because it's true. And to be honest with you, Marcel, that's what I was – when I thought in this fight, I was like, maybe Grant could hold him. But I thought if he stood, stood and banged, he was going to get KO'd. He almost did and came back and won. It was an incredible win. Um, Davey Grant, man, just an underrated guy. He's won three straight fights now. 
a guy who's battled a lot of injuries and stuff. He's been in the UFC since 2013, Marcel. He only has seven fights in the UFC's four and three. But what a win, man. What do you think of this guy? Yeah, line him up against Song Yadong for his next fight, I think. I think that's a good fight. Um, it's good for for Grant to see where he stands in the division. Song Yadong has been for a long time in top 15. He's now just out. So I think that would be a great uh, fight. Uh, I, I was surprised, not going to lie. I was pretty sure that Mar Mar Martinez would win this fight. So um, yeah, somebody asked me last or, or before the before the card, what's your luck? Yeah, That's always a hard question. Oh, you, you know, you're the one who jinxed luck. it then. You jinxed it. Don't yeah. ever say that yes. word lock. Tell your friend to stop uh, saying that word. That's right? a jinxy I mean, word. There's no locks in MMA, guys. Are you kidding me? You guys are joking if you say that. There's no locks in the sport. There's no lock, Marcel. Come on. You watch the sport as much as I do. Every week we see crazy upsets. There's yeah, no true. lock. There's no lock. I'm telling you. Don't use that word anymore because you guys jinxed the bet. That's what happened here. <laughs> Rather than dangerous, Davey should go with a dangerous dog because, dude, this is great, man. I love this guy. Like, he is a dog. What do you think about Martinez, though? Like, who do you match him up with? I, I guess you could do your dog, too, if you wanted. But what do you think, though? Like, is there anyone that, that kind of stands out for you or – Oh man, I have to. I have, I'd to, have think, to look at it too. Uh, yeah, maybe, maybe, you know maybe do, do Alejandro Perez. Sure, you could do that. I was thinking that Rojo guy, man. That guy's a fucking dog too, man. He's a beast. He's gonna drop down, I think, in his next fight. Yeah, we'll talk about that in a few sure. minutes. We gotta talk about this fight, though. Man, come on. I, I had Cape. That's a bad beat, guys. This is the, this is this is a bad decision. Go to MMA. I'm gonna open it up. I'm gonna show you guys. Every media member scored this fight. I'm all on this list right now, but. I would have scored it for Cape too. Listen, it was a, it was a close fight, close but clear. Marcel, everyone thought Cape won this fight. He did more damage. He was more aggressive. Look at this, and this fucking moron, Chris Lee, once again. This guy is the worst judge in MMA. He's garbage. Such a bad judge. He's just a terrible judge. Like look at all the dissensions. Like you know, last year he had John Allen defeating Roman Delizzi. That is a garbage decision. How about this one? Paul Feller defeating Rafael Dos He's a bad judge, man. And <laughs> Just a garbage judge. Remember, Paul was in that fight. He was like, I didn't win that fight. He was like looking when he got the score color. Hmm? <laughs> What's this? You, did you score for – did you score for Cape? This is what I had. I had Dave Hagen's scorecard. I had 10-9 and then 10-9 uh, for Cape in the second and third round. What did – that you had – I'm guessing you did? I had 30-27 for Nicolau. Um, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, I, I had 29-28. Uh, <laughs> but I have to say – I don't. I think you could see it for Nicolas as well. I had Cape as well, twenty nine, yeah. twenty eight, but I don't think it was as bad of a decision as everybody uh, talks about. You know, it, I think you could. Yeah. I Go think ahead. you could see it for Nicolas as well. To be honest, man, I, I definitely had Cape as well, but I wasn't sure that he was going to get the fight. The thing with Cape is what the same thing what he had in the in the Pantoja fight. He, he is waiting. Yeah. He's too tentative with what he does. I saw someone say he's like the Tyron Woodley of flyweight. He just holds his hands back, Marcel. And you saw in the second round, I was like, oh, my God, this is the guy from Rising. He looks amazing. Yeah. He looks incredible. AJ, as someone who didn't bet Cape Nikolai scored, thank you, AJ. That's exactly what I have. Competitive but clear. Just said the same thing, AJ. There are fights like that, competitive close fights. They're also clear for one guy. Um, and I think, you know, quite frankly, the Aldridge fight kind of feels the same way to me. But this one hurt because I did have a bet on Cape. Listen, I'm that's, not scoring the fight. Try and make decisions, so it doesn't matter. That but didn't reflect it there, but that's the thing. This one hurts, man. This one hurts. That's the thing. What? But most people are upset about it because they have a bet on Cape. Yeah, but know? dude, because I can. I, think... I watch Marcel. I, you guys, you guys listen to my podcast every week. You know that yeah. I score against my bets every week too. Yeah. This particular one was definitely his fight, man. But at the same time, I'm not going to cry over spilled milk. It's over now. You know what I mean? It's over. No, but I. I want to make a, a, a comparison with the JJ Aldridge against Courtney Casey fight because. 
that was as as bad as this one. You know, I agree with this guy. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't hear too much about that one than about the cape against Nicolau one. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. So. I think probably because it was on the prelims and more people didn't watch it. Likely, guessing, likely. Maybe that's what it was because this was main card. Yeah. It is what it is. But you guys listen to me every week. Like I'm, I'm trying to be as unbiased as I can. It is what it is. I mean, I lost my bet. I'm not going to cry about it now. I just think it was the bad decision. I just don't like Chris Lee as a judge. I don't think he's a good judge. You know, but that, who again, does you know, think he's, who, who does think he's a good judge? He's I don't know. Christo, he's in the Chris Toyoni class. The with... thing that bothers me about the judging <laughs> is like, you know, Mar I know, right? They, they, they don't, they don't face any sanctions ever. Like, if I fuck up at work, my boss talks to me. He's like, "You fucked up." But these yeah. guys never get it to talk. You know what I mean? Like, they can ruin someone's life, and it's like whatever, and they back next week. They're yeah. ruining people's lives. That is going to cost Cape whatever, he, whatever his win bonus is twenty, thirty, forty thousand. I don't know what it is. And Whatever. he's going two now in the UFC. And now he's going two. Mike, I don't think they'll cut him. I mean, I hope nah, they, don't, they won't cut him. Nah, they won't. And you know what, Marcel? Like, I picked him in both his fights. He's frustrating though. Even though I thought he won this fight, guys, I still frustrating. But yeah, the third round. Listen, Nicolau did well for the first couple minutes, but listen, none of those shots even hurt Kate. He walked through every shot he threw, and he landed that nasty knee, like Sir just says. It is what it is. Let's move on to the next fight, which uh, I guess it was the 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 Eric Anders fight, um, which we talked about already. But yeah, I thought uh, Anders looked good, Marcel. I really did, man. You know, I thought he looked good in this fight. Um, and then the next fight, Yoder and Hill. I mean, this fight. Why did they need to do this fight? Like, I don't understand why they, they were so desperate to do this rematch. It, Angela Hill is definitely a top 15 girl. Ashley Yoder is not even close to the top 15. Do you think they cut Yoder? Because to me, she looked really bad in this fight. I mean, I, I don't want to say anything negative because she is in the UFC and she does have some wins. But to me, Marcel, she really isn't a UFC power fighter. Three and six record in the UFC. That doesn't cut it, man. I, I agree, but she's so nice, man. I saw an interview with her. I know so she's I, awesome. So I, I, I like her. So I hope she, she stays, you know. But uh, they'll, they'll yeah, probably keep her around. Yeah, yeah, sorry, guys. Um, I, I agree with Marcel. I think they'll keep her around because Sean Shelby likes her. They, they, she always takes fights. Like, she's fighting tough girls. I just you look at her record, Marcel. Like, it's it's not great, you know. And I just think, like, watching this fight, like, her strikes came so slow. Like, it was the slowest strikes I've ever seen thrown. You know what's yeah. sad though is Angela got taken down and she was getting destroyed, um, Yoder, with those knees in the third round, and then she got taken down. How did that happen? You know, Angela Hill's a good fighter, but got some problems yeah. in her game. Go ahead. Because Angela Hill isn't a good good ground fighter. It's very simple. That's why I don't see listen, man, Angela Hill isn't a bad fighter, but she gets way more hype than she can back back up in our fights in my opinion yeah, you know what yeah. i mean and she's definitely better than yoder i think i still think the odds were a little bit off with minus 375 or whatever i saw minus was even minus 450 yeah but i mean she she was clearly the favorite and i think um she 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 showed why she was the favorite you know? i agree and, um trailer just a boxing job in Spain. i heard about that no idea is he doesn't do the same i don't know Guess it's got to be more agreed. Maybe it's because in boxing they have twelve rounds to judge. You can screw it up a lot more than five rounds or three. I guess I don't know. I yeah. I also want to say, man. Some Go people ahead. are like, uh, some people are like, we have to need, we have to have more judges in MMA to score a fight. Please not. I don't know mm -hmm. if you if you look at Glory for example, they have sometimes five judges, and you got four judges have for one fighter and one for the other, and then it's a split decision. That's a split decision. You know I mean? That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. So I mean. Weird. We don't. We just need capable people to score. That's what we need. We don't need more people. I agree with Marcel too. That's a great point, Marcel. You know, everyone's always complaining about the scores. Ten nine doesn't work, and the rules need to be changed. I think it does work because I think the majority of people can score fights correctly for the winner. There are some fights that are just super close and go either way. I get that, but 
to me, it's like the problem is the people doing the judging. Chris Lee and this Brian Minner guy, and uh, it is what it is. Let's see what he says here. Kevin, hey, Kevin. That was a good example of how a fighter having a likable personality is to increase. That's true, too. I agree with that. Yeah. Very true. you got to watch that. I mean, the hype and popularity, that's something that definitely definitely affects the lines. Um, wow. Uh, let's talk about this one. Wow. Charles Jordan and Marcelo Rojo. What a fight, man. Amazing fight. Rojo, I mean, I thought it was tied. I think the judges had a 10, uh, 1919, which is what I had, actually. But some people had a 2018 for, for uh, Rojo. And Jordan came back in the third round and won with 29 seconds left. Of course, I took the under, but it that didn't that didn't hit. That's okay. Um, it was a late finish, man. It was he needed the finish, and I loved it. I love seeing that guy go for it. Like he went for it late and got the stoppage of Marcel. Uh, great fight. Love both guys. I think these guys should have got a bonus too, man. I think it's uh, pretty nasty that uh, Rojo didn't get something for that performance too. What do you think? And Jordan. Dude, Dana White should be hit by a broom by not giving this a fight of the night. How did not win fight of the night? You see the guy's face? I'm going to show you guys a picture. Go ahead. I mean, they're like, I'm like, what the fuck? For ser seriously, you have like two no contests on your on your car, which means you have two times you keep your win bonus in your pocket. On February 27, the Jair Rosenstruck against uh, Gun fight. Uh, three bonuses. So you kept one bonus in your pocket. Yeah, so you, you you can you can give two extra bonuses of a fight of the night. I mean, I, I threw that out as well. It doesn't so make sense. It's so me. bad. It's so bad. Like there's and Dana White goes and brags about you know spending a million dollars on these horrible bets and stuff. Like on I'm Ben Askren, you, yeah. Let me show you some pictures here. Look at this dude's face. I mean, this guy and he was actually he. You know what? I'm gonna show you something else. One sec. Um, yeah, I mean, it could have. And I thought the Hack Paras fight was really good too, right? Like they were both yeah, great I fights. Agree, I agree. Yeah. Actually, my tweet made the, my, my tweet was on the TV. Someone messaged me. They're like, "Dude, I agree. It was such a great fight. It was awesome." Here, let's take a look at uh, Marcelo here. I mean, and this guy's a dog. I love this dude, by the way. He's awesome, eh? Great fighter, Marcelo. This Combatchi promotion, man. They have some awesome fighters there, guys. Like, yeah. it's you know, everyone thinks, "Oh, the UFC's got the only good fighter." There are fighters all over the world that are amazing. You know, let me see. I can pull this up here. Um, look at that. Look at that face. Look at that poor guy. Um, yeah. I can't remember what he says here. I think I got there. Yeah, he says, I swear to you, I'll drop everything. Only hurts my family goes through these moments. Thank you for the opportunity UFC. Connect me. The second installer saw blood red uh, through. I don't know what he's saying. I think the translation is a little bad, but look at his face. Look I, at this guy's face and look at this tweet. No fight of the night. Dude, that's heartbreaking for you to watch, honestly. Like, and there was a short notice fight he took as well, by the way. Up the weight class, by the way, too. He's actually yeah. 135er normally. He fought John Castanada and these guys in Kamachi. I like mm -hmm. this guy. I like I like Jordan too. It was a great fight. Yeah. Jordan decided it's go time. Round three went all in for that finish. What a fight! I agree, AJ. It was what a hell of a fight. And uh, so was the fight before it. Hack Parast and or sorry, actually, um, well, I mean, talk about that first quickly. Uh, Hack Parast Garcia. Garcia is another guy. This another Kombachi guy, Marcel. What a dog! He's walking forward, taking shots off the chain. Didn't care. I yeah. think this guy, if he had a full camp, would have made it even more. It was pretty competitive, to be honest with you. Hack Parast won. Uh, I think he won the second and third round, but I would give the Garcia the first round. I I, I was impressed on short notice, but Hack Pras looked good too. What do you think? I agree, man. He, he did great, Garcia, for a guy who took this fight on like four or five days' notice. I mean, 
that's that's great. And Hakparas is one of the biggest talents in the division. I think he's still very young, so uh, very very well done by Garcia. I look forward to see him uh, in his next fight. Uh, Hakparas did what he had to do. He had to win this fight, so uh, good on him as well. It was a fun fight to watch. I think uh, it was uh, after the Jordan against Rojo fight was my favorite fight of the card. So uh, yeah, great fights. I agree. And look, Jose says the schedule may work better for him. Yeah, 4 p.m. Eastern now. AJ says that Marcel's got a great point about the three bonuses. Why not carry one? What happens to that bonus? They've, you know what the sad thing is? That money's already earmarked, right? Like they already know every card they're giving you $200,000, right? For bonuses. Yeah. So what, where's this 50K go? Like it kind of bothers me, man. It's like, it feels like they're taking out of the fighters' pockets. Uh, that card, fair enough. That was a bad card. If they didn't want to give another bonus, fair enough. But why not the next week or this week? Last week had some great fights too that missed out. But even this week, like, um, Ronnie Yaya could have got a bonus. Yeah, for, yeah example. Right? Right? And let's talk about his fight. He's the only guy I think they got a finish. They didn't get a, a bonus. Um, and he looked incredible. I mean, he, he looked amazing. He's so underrated, right, Ronnie? Like, he beats everyone at the bottom, but then he, he loses the top 15 guys, right? Mm -hmm. But he beats everyone below that level, Marcel. Like, he destroys them. This fight was not close at all. Took Ray down, tapped him out. Um, you know, like I, Ray Rodriguez seems like a decent guy. John interviewed him. He seemed like a really cool dude. He's probably going to get cut to you. What do you think? Oh, and two down the UFC. Oh yeah, for sure, man. I hope I don't hope so, but uh, he he took that short notice fight against Keller and he got tapped in thirty five seconds, and um, I mean, and now against Ronnie Yaya. I mean, you can lose to Yaya. You know, he's he, he's good. He his jiu jitsu is great. Uh, black belt, high level black belt, um, long time vet. He's the kind of the he's the kind of guy you don't want to fight if you have to keep for a fight for your contract in the UFC. You know. Yeah. So um, yeah. It was just a Yaya-esque performance, you know, and uh, perfect, perfect example of a Yaya fight uh, when it went his way. So, yeah. It really was. And here's a great question to you. Kevin says managers should push for finish bonuses of contract. Arbitrary. I agree. Um, I know Ryan Bader has one in his contract in Bellator, I believe. He got a finish. I remember when he talked about that when he signed. He's like, I got a finishing bonus. I think everyone in the UFC should get, I've said this for years, any finish should be an extra $10,000. And there's other promotions that do that. I think ACA does it. Don't they give them 5000 yeah. or something? Why can't the yeah. UFC? And the dumbest thing I've heard, the dumbest reason I've heard is, oh, that's encouraging violence. I'm like, are you guys kidding me? Do you know what this is about? <laughs> that's the dumbest <laughs> I've heard, Marcel. I literally have heard Who that. Who said that? Who said that? I don't want to say it because he's a great guy, and I don't want to say it. I don't want to say what he's – I don't want to say who said it. He's a great okay, guy. Tell me after the show. I can tell you after the show. <laughs> it wasn't cool. I'll say that. Though. It was not cool. You don't have to, you don't have yeah. to chirp him for it. Um, Jose says, do you know this guy, Talek Jacobov? Uh, don't know him. Do you know him? That Kyrgyzstan fighter? Do you know him? No, I'm sorry. I'll have to no, look no, into no. him. I'm sorry, man. I don't know who he is either. Um, maybe Marcel could search him up. But now, Aldrich Casey. Here's another. I, I picked Aldrich, right? I thought she lost. So, you know, that's me. I guess he evens out in the end. But, you know, I thought she lost this fight. I thought Casey won. It was a close fight. But, again, close but clear. I think Casey did way more damage. And that's the name of the game here. It's not getting a takedown and holding top control. Even her coaches, actually, because they follow me because uh, she's an elevation girl. Um, Sean and Peter and those guys, they messaged me and they're like, come on, man. She obviously won. She was she held her down for like five seconds. Dude, they know she lost the fight. <laughs> come on, Marcel. That was a bad that was, You know what? That might have been arguably worse than the other fight. What do you think? I think it was worse than the other <laughs> fight because, yeah, I'm uh, pretty sure that was worse than the other fight. But people uh, only, only talked about uh, Manal Cap against uh, Nicolau. 
for uh, yeah, like you said, probably because it wasn't the main card. But I think because Manuel Cape has, uh, I still don't know if I say Cap Cape or Cape, I have no idea. But it's um, I think because he has more hype than than this fight, you know. And uh, I thought it was a bad decision, but hey, I mean, what can you do, right? I, I will warn the judges. Do you have it in front of you? Let's pull it up here. I'm not sure. Is Chris um, Lee again there? Probably. <laughs> Probably. Uh, no, it's Sal Diamond. Oh, no, Sal actually scored it for uh, for Casey. Let's pull it up here. All right. And I get it, guys. I mean, listen, MMA, like, it's it's hard to score sometimes. I get it. But, like, when most people agree that one fighter won, like, you see here, only Drake <laughs> for uh, Alders. I messaged I, – I said that tweet. I was like, Drake's DMs, like, poor guy. He said it's – he's like, it's not that bad right now. But I don't know how it went. I think this is a good scorecard. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. What are you saying? I the up Drake as well. It's like, <laughs> I, I, no, I said I tweeted. You saw the tweet. I know you. That's like he's almost. He's like the Chris Tuioni of scoring, and he's like, "This is actually insulting." And then I DM'd him. I was like, "Sorry, sorry, Chris. Uh, uh, I mean Drake." Seventy-three <laughs> percent of the public thought that uh, Casey beat Aldrich in that fight. Uh, Only twenty-one percent thought that Aldrich beat Casey. I want to look at the Cape fight and see what people thought. Actually, the fans. I think the more seventy. <laughs> Come on, man. That was a terrible decision. I, I'm so tired of this. Can we just get some consistent judging? Like, I get it. It's, again, it's subjective, but come on. Free wager. If you have 10 8 round, get a little 5K bump or something. Reinventing the bonus rules of drive action is great. Yeah, I agree completely. I just, I don't see why they can't have a finishing bonus. Like, 10,000 is nothing. You might get better fights. You might get better fights. You might get guys taking chances if they're down too late. Yeah. Jose says, thoughts on Lewis versus gone. Um, I would watch the fight. You know, I, 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 I didn't mind the Lewis Overeem fight. They obviously cut Overeem. Um, what do you think of this? Do you think they do this fight, Gone and Lewis? You watch the fight. You watch every fight, man. Of course. <laughs> yeah, me too. Me too. You're right. That was a stupid comment. Um, by me. <laughs> I would, I mean, as, as far as Lewis being open, I think that's the question. Yeah, that's good. He wants to fight soon, I think. He said that, you know, I only have a few years left. He's like 36, I think, maybe, Derek? Yeah. He's He's getting up. He's not that old compared to most heavyweights, but he's 36, yeah. Uh, you know, a lot of guys, like, a lot of heavyweights actually start to peak now, Marcel, at age 36. It's crazy, right? Yeah. You know? What's this? Rosenstruck and Dawkins? I'm not sure what they're going to do with Yair because he's still a top 10 guy, but he looked like crap. I don't know what they do with him. What do you think? He looked really no bad idea. in the fight. Uh, yeah, yeah, that wasn't a good fight yeah. of his. Um, but at, at least he was honest about it. Yeah, absolutely. Enough, I, I, you know. I love when a guy takes response. I mean, listen, the fight sucked, but he was like, it's better than him saying, I tried my best. Like, he's like, no, I didn't try my best. <laughs> like, I just didn't. <laughs> I don't know what he was doing. Like, he just couldn't pull the trigger. That happens too much. We've yeah. seen that happen many times in fights. For sure. Guy can't pull. Like, that's the thing, guys. Um, You know, you break down the fights, you do as much as you, research as you can, but. You never know what's really going on in these people's heads or what happened that day to them or or whatever, right? Like something could have happened, didn't sleep all, didn't fuel all, just wasn't there mentally clearly in that fight. Um, a few more fights on this card, Marcel. Here's one I got wrong, and I'll fully admit I was wrong about this one. So was AJ, who's in the chat here. Gloria got taken down too much in this fight. And here's the thing. Not only did she get taken down, she made no attempt to get up. It was really sad to watch. It's just like her and her, her girlfriend, Myra Bueno, and I talked about their Muay Thai guys. Yeah, it's MMA. I should have known better. I should have known better. Um, not that I would have ever picked Fry here, but I guess I wouldn't have been as confident in Gloria. I shouldn't have been as confident knowing that she has been taken down in all of her losses now. That's clearly the biggest holder game. And Myra's game, too, as we saw against Montana. They got nasty Muay Thai, Marcel. We saw it in the second round. She's got good kicks, good range. But the takedown defense is just it's terrible. What do you think of this fight? 
Yeah, I was uh, first 50-50 on this, and then I looked to her picture, and I was like, yeah, I'm convinced she's going to win. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> he kept messaging me. He's like, oh, man, I like this girl. <laughs> yeah. I was like, Marcel, she's got a girlfriend. She's actually in the UFC. They're both going to kick your ass now. You know that, right? Yeah, yeah no problem. <laughs> no, but uh, I mean, yeah, afraid that what she had to do, man. It was a very good game plan, I think. She took her down, and uh, the Paula she couldn't handle that she couldn't stop the takedown and uh that was a big problem over uh, right there so uh yeah good one for ginger Frey. and i mean uh it, it's cool for her you know she she's she fought so, for such a long time already she's uh finally in the ufc lost her first two fights and uh, now she finally gets the win so uh, i'm really happy for her as well yeah again that that one's fully you know a bad call by me but there's some that you know they hurt a little bit more this was just a bad call because i knew she could get taken down I just didn't think Fry would commit to that game plan because she never did before. But you obviously see the coaching with Saif, one of the best coaches right now in MMA for a while, actually. He's great. Great coaching, and that really helped. I just, I'm just, i just really disappointed in, in the Paula and, and Bueno Silva because, Marcel, they don't stop takedowns, and they don't try to get back up when they're on the ground. They just sit in their back. You cannot win fights in the UFC, guys. We all know that. So it's yeah. just bad. It's just – like, she's gotten good Muay Thai, and they'll probably find some – Easy matchup for against some striker Marcel, but I don't want to say well her like she's got potential, but the lack of takedown defense is very concerning. I can't bet on her again. Where does the win put Gillespie in the lightweight division? He'd be nightmare for the same guys. spot. Isn't he fifteen? He, I think he literally is fifteen right now. Yeah, the rankings are weird. Though, the same spot. Kevin Lee's ranked above I Quinta, even though Al I Quinta's beat him twice. That doesn't really mm -hmm. make sense to me. The rankings are weird. Um, let's talk about this one. This was the best call I made all night. Matthew Semmelsberger, I called this one by knockout. This is the best call I made all night. So let me give you some. I'm gonna pat my helmet back for this one. Yeah, you, you, was, you, only, <laughs> you only tweeted six times about it, but uh, we had no idea. I know this one felt so good, dude. It felt so good because yeah. it happened so quick, you know. Like, if it's these fights that are sweats like cape, it's tough, man. You're watching, you're like, please. But this one was like, I was like, oh my god, it was so easy. <laughs> Listen, I like Jason Witt. He's a you know decent veteran, but look at the no five knockout losses, Marcel. Two in the UFC. Mm. Doesn't have much of a chin. And uh, I told everyone, Matthew, some watch this guy. This is the guy to watch here. He's got a lot of upside, Marcel. Long reach, knockout power. What do you think of this kid? Uh, he looked good so far, man. Also, in his first fight, he looked good as well against Carlton Miners. But yeah, I mean, Carlton Miners, no disrespect, but... <sighs> I don't know. I know. Man. I know. No. So that's why I wasn't sure. And uh, Jason Witt, um, yeah, he also won against that that Cole guy. What's his name again? Cole Williams. Cole. Cole. Yeah, Williams. Yeah. I was going to yeah. say Cole. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Cole Williams, man. Cole Williams is like, yeah, also not that great, you know. So it was a 50-50. And then you look at um, Jason Witt. He 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 is uh, at Glory MMA, right? Glory MMA and Fitness. So like, I was like, it's so hard to pick this one. So I went with Witt, could have went with Samuels Burger, but I didn't have a good read on this one. And you obviously had, so good on you, man. Thanks, but again, the, the bad read, it just can't recover. It was basically like a break even. It was just disappointing, man, because it would have been a good night if uh, Cape had won, but it is what it is again, you know. Um, I mean, anything else you want to talk about from this card? Overall, like not the greatest card, but there were some, obviously some nasty knockouts. Anything else you want to talk about or move on? Nah, that's it, man. I don't have anything to say anymore. You've officially moved on from UFC Vegas 21, guys. Seriously, like, I'm, like, I'm so busy these days that I cannot afford to even think about these cards past Monday anymore. You know what I mean? Like, my, my head's gone already. I'm already on the next card. So that's it for that card. But I'll take this question about Zabit. He's not fought in the last 60 months. Dude, it's crazy, right? 
He hasn't fought since uh, November 2019, I believe, when he fought Calvin Cater. I feel yeah. like Calvin Cater got more momentum now. You know, even despite the loss to, to Holloway, um, Zabit, I guess they're waiting for Yair. They must be waiting for the fight, right? Like It's just, it's just annoying, man. I mean, it's been canceled now two or three times already. Let it go. Yeah. Fight, let us fight someone else. Dude, I, I want to see Zabit fight for the belt, quite frankly. Like, I think he's in the same – he's becoming Leon Edwards of 145. He really is. Now, if he has a no contest in his next fight, that'll really be the Leon Edwards of 145. But, you know, there are two guys that should be fighting for the belt. They look like they're ready for the title. I, every time I see a B fight, I'm like, this guy obviously should be fighting for the belt. But you can't give him the title shot off that long layoff, I don't think. Um, maybe they do give him the winner, though, of, of uh, Ortega and Volkov. Maybe that's the plan because that fight's in next week, right? So, yeah. and uh, who it is, is, I think Ali doesn't want to be anywhere near Holloway unless it's for a belt. Yes. Max is a he's a beast, but there's got to be a fight for for uh, like even Korean Zombie like it's not I mean Dan you get called him out but they could do that fight I mean, Korean Zombie called out Zabit he's like I want it, like months ago you know it's weird. I like Dan Eager against Zabit as well but I don't think sure. uh, management oh, likes uh, him I don't think uh, Ali will do that fight first <laughs> no. I don't think he's gonna book that one okay let's talk about a few other things here. Um, you mentioned Billy Quartilla earlier. We interviewed him last yeah. I, I interviewed him on Friday. Um, we yeah. talked, we're talking about betting, right? And then all of a sudden he goes like, oh, I was at Aldrin's party in Vegas because my, my boy, Matt Frivola, they're both from Tampa. Yeah. That's Aldrin's boy. So he was invited yeah. to the party. And I don't know if you saw the interview. He was talking about what happened there. And he basically said, you know, Aldrin, they, they were just watching the fight. They were surprised what happened. He came home. He just wanted to chill and watch the fight again. He just wanted to break the fight down. But everyone else was apparently the one saying, hey, take some pictures. You deserve this, man. You've earned it. Like, it was other people like Marab. And he didn't say Marab by name, but we saw the photos Marab posted. So mm -hmm. now today we're seeing Aljo with pictures posting now. Finally, he's posted the picture with the belt because he really hasn't until now. But now he is. So I feel like he's, he's it's, it's a week later. But at the time, Marcel, I, I believe Billy. I believe him. You know, I, I don't necessarily think Aljo – really felt like he won the belt, but I do think there was some peer pressure there. Like, hey, hey man, you got the belt, take some pictures, throw it on Instagram and stuff. Like, but again, what Billy said was like, he's like, Aljo didn't want to party. He just wanted to watch the fight. He was, he was, you know, basically pissed off what happened. And he wanted to get better and, and learn and, and, and win the next fight. So I don't know what your thoughts on that whole situation are. Uh, I saw, I saw a clip where Aljo had the belt uh, over his shoulder and he was like, I wouldn't put it away. And uh, then a friend of him said, say it, you are the world champion. And he's like, nah, nah, say it, you are the world champion. He's like, I'm the world champion. Everybody's cheering. So yeah. Yeah. yeah there was definitely some peer pressure and we all know how that feels. Mm -hmm. And we've all been in that situation before. So it's tough. You know, I, I feel like now he's become the victim finally because he really should have been the whole time. He's the one who got kneed in the head. It is mm -hmm. that whole situation is a mess. But now he's saying he wants to run it back with Peter. I saw his tweet today. Um, coincidentally, yes. after Cejudo, I I've heard pulled out of the Usada pool. I don't know. I can't get confirmation on that. There was a report the other. Did you hear about that? There was a report. I saw that. As, I saw that as well. I, I don't know if that. I don't know that website. That web. I don't know those guys. Like, yeah. I don't know if it's real. Like I, I looked on Usada's website. He's still listed, so I'm not sure. I did hear uh, that though. I don't know. Who posted the deal? So I saw you gotta watch the fake news, the news, guys. I mean, I'm obviously very aware of that um, in my job, so everyone's gotta watch that. But some of the stuff that gets retweeted on my timeline, you know, you gotta you have to look through it a little closer. Not seem a little weird to yeah. me. Let's go to your page and let's do some fight announcements, okay? Yeah. Got a few more minutes. Anyone has a question? Throw them out here, guys. Take them. Talk about a few fights. This is a good one. This one's a good one, Marcel. It's a good one. 
This is a good one, guys. This one's it's a good one. <laughs> fight of the night. Fight of the fight of the fucking night. Fight of the year. I mean, this is this is gonna be sick. Love this fight. What do you think? Yeah, I'm like, do you really want to see Tony Ferguson fight after he lost to Gaethje and Oliveira? And then at the same time, I'm like, he probably asked for this fight. So, um, I mean, great fight. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this one. I, I mean, it's kind of shocking to see um, how Ferguson looks compared before his Gaethje fight, after his Gaethje fight. Man, he looks like 10 years old or something, man. Yeah, I don't know what's up with that. But... Um, yeah, this is a fun fight, man. I mean, Darius looks so good. Darius finally also, in the last two years, uh, developing a stand-up game a lot as well. He's a good ground fighter, but the stand-up game is coming uh, together as well right now. So, yeah, um, yeah, this is a fun matchup. And it's uh, for I think for Tony Ferguson, is a make-or-break fight. And for Darius, if he wins this one, he's probably in the top five. I love this fight, guys. It's a great fight. Mm-hmm. Next one. This Okay, so I, I posted the article on this. It's, it's great matchmaking because they are both coming off a submission win over Mike Rodriguez, and they both yeah. beat Cadiz Ibrahimov via decision in the fight before that. This has got to be the first time ever in UFC history that two guys have been paired about coming off exactly the same method and wins in their last two fights against the same people. That's crazy. I like this fight. What do you think? Yeah, me too, although we should have had an asterisk for uh, uh, for Ad Herman for that and, one. Uh, Chris Tyone, right? Chris Tyone? Who? Was it Chris Tyone was the ref in that one? Yeah, I just want to say his name again in a bad manner. So, yeah. Um, yeah, Chris Ioni was definitely the ref in that one. Yo, this uh, looks like the Bellator logo, eh? On his, uh, <laughs> his chest. It actually does. Yeah, it does. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, I like this fight. I mean, Ed Herman's one of my all-time favorites. I love short fuse, man. I mean, tough tough guy. And Danilo, mm-hmm. he looked pretty good in his last fight. Who was he against? Uh, Rodriguez, right? So he looked good. Um, interesting fight. I mean, he's actually a little bit older than I thought. He's... Uh, He's 36, so he's a little bit he's older because he gets to the UFC late, but Ed is 40. Shogun's training partner, right? Is he? I didn't know that. That's yeah. awesome. See, I didn't. I haven't done, I haven't uh, digged really deep into this one yet. I completely forgot that he was King's MMA guy, huh? That's great. So another yeah. guy at that gym. Um, here's the other fight that uh, – what's his name? Jose was asking us about these fights. Here you go, Jose. Um, listen, the Taffa – a lot of people thought he beat Felipe. Bandera – I mean, this is a different matchup, though. The thing is, they're going to stay standing probably in this fight. Uh, I don't know. I mean, Vandera to me has got so many holes in his game, but Tafa is not a great fighter either. I don't know. What do you think of this one? Yeah, I'm not really big on Vandera, and I think Tafa yeah. has that one punch knockout power. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think, uh, yeah, you don't want to give me my pick, but oh, it's yeah, it's, obvious, too, it's too far out. It's 827. Yeah, I know, I know, pretty obvious. yeah. Um, Shan, this, uh, we're gonna talk about this fight tomorrow. I'm not gonna even go into it. Uh, Yusuf Salal, Sean Woodson. Look at this. This guy's got like a condominium complex like on his yeah. chest. What kind of tattoo is that? That Mr. Ready. Is that what it says Mr. Ready? Born Ready. Born Ready. Anyways, um, this dude, I I don't understand this guy's body type because he's like 6'3 or something, but he weighs like 145. And we saw in his last fight, he, he got hit to the body by a roast and finished, right? Like his body's, his body's weak. Um, he's he, like, so, yeah, Zalal should win this fight, right? Yeah. Woodson is like the long lost uh, little brother of Eric Spicely. Dude, he really does look like him, eh? Like, he really does. Yeah. I just think this guy's not that great. I and mean, he did have a nice win on Contender Series. I think it was this guy, McKinney, I believe it was. He hit a flying yeah. knee. Flying knee knocker was nice, but I think Zalal's just more solid. Um, maybe I'm just, I gotta look more into Woodson, but that last fight at the Roast, the way he lost was very disappointing. Here, I like this fight. People are like, 
people are laughing at this one. They're like, why is Alir in the UFC? Alir is a good fighter, man. He 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 should have beat Derek Lewis probably. Like a lot of people thought he won that fight, Marcel. So takes yeah. on Bozer here. You got uh, probably two of the smaller middle. Uh, two, excuse me, two of the smaller heavyweights. They're not that tall or, or really that uh, that heavy. I think they're both of like the two forty range or something. But uh, what do you think here? What do you think of this fight? You should ask Tanner Bozer if he has plans to cut down to two hundred five. <laughs> I thought yeah, he should have before, but you know he, he wants to be a fast anyway. He wants yeah. to be that heavyweight. I don't know about that though. What do you think? I mean, I mean. If Latifi can do his uh, get do his takedowns and keep pressuring him like he tried to do with Lewis, he probably can win this fight. You know, um, Bozer. I was really uh, not impressed with Bozer against Arlovski, man. Although I think he he might have won that fight. It was close, but I, I expected more, man. I I, I expected from Bozer what I see from a Kyle Dawkins, for example. You know. But uh, Chris Dawkins. Yeah. Chris Dawkins. Chris, sorry, Chris. Kyle yeah. is the middleweight, right? Yeah. 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 No, I agree with you. And this fight, it's a close fight. What else we got? Faraz Zian versus Luigi Vendermi. He's coming off a great win, I think, right? Who is it against? Uh, Justin Ayari, right? Knocked him yeah. out. And then this guy's coming off this terrible decision what? against Jamie Malarkey. Like, a lot Malarkey. of people thought it was a bad robbery kind of decision. So, I'm not sure. yeah, I got to look into this more. But Luigi obviously has the knockout powers, we know. Um, Christos guy was Joel Alvarez. I like this Alvarez guy, man. I like him, Marcel. He's good. He's underrated. He's fun to watch. Yeah. When I was in Brazil, but, two, sorry, when I was in Brazil two years ago, there's a uh, Spanish guy. This guy Albert Fernandez. I don't know if you know him. He's a Spanish uh, MMA reporter. I can't remember yeah. what this station is, but he told me. He, I think I was telling you a few weeks ago. He's like, bro, Juan Espino and Joel Alvarez. These are the next big things in the UFC. This was two years ago. Juan's like 45 years old or something now, but I don't know where he's gonna. He's even fight that often. I like Juan, but this guy Alvarez. Uh -huh. That fight with Joe Duffy, man, finishing him the way he did. This guy's impressive, Marcel. And Diago's – God bless this guy because I'm Greek. He's Greek. He's a bowler. I'm a bowler. <laughs> so I should pick him. But I just – this guy, I always pick against him. You know? I just – I don't know. For whatever reason, I don't think he's a great fighter. What do you think? Yeah, it's an amazing fight, man. I mean, every time I see Joe Alvarez, I'm like, where the hell is Demir Esmagulov going? So um, – I know, right? Yeah. I, hope I like Demir. I really like Demir, man. Yeah, me too. Me too. So, uh, yeah, this is a fun fight, man. It's, it's good for Alvarez to see where he's at in the division. Diagos is actually a tough veteran, so I'm, I'm looking forward to this fight. It's a, it's a fun style matchup. Yeah, for sure. And then uh, I think we talked about this one last week, I believe. Julian Rosa, Sungwoo Choi. And then this is actually tomorrow. This guy is incredible, by the way. He's a plus 500 underdog tomorrow. I'm not saying he wins this fight, guys, but I really liked what I saw from Jesse Strader. Let's show a fight from him. I'm going to show you guys a fight here. That I've watched today because this is unbelievable. I posted it on my uh, on my Twitter. Watch this one or so. Um, let me close this window. I like this Jesse Trader guy though, man. I'm telling you, I just watched John John uh, John's interview with him. One sec. Watch this guy. Watch this conversation. Oh, gotta share the screen. So again, YouTube's got tons of videos. You gotta watch it. And uh, here we go. Watch this finish. Watch this finish, Marcel. Look at this combination. Look at this. Like, unbelievable power. Unbelievable power in this guy. Um, I'm really impressed by Jesse Strader, guys. I watched all his fights today. He looks awesome. He looks awesome, and he's a plus 500 underdog. It's tough because, Marcel, he took the fight on such short notice here, but we'll talk about it tomorrow. I don't know when I'm going to pick, but I'm, I'm – <laughs> I got to be honest. I'm tempted to throw a little bit of money on this guy because – I think he might, he might win the fight, honestly. Um, 
just watched John's interview. He talked about how, you know, he didn't fight last year, but he had like three fights fall apart due to COVID. Like he was, he's been training the whole time. This, this guy's in amazing shape. For some reason, people haven't picked up on it. Marcel or Montel Jackson, excuse me, is a minus. Well, the line went down a little bit now after I posted the video. Someone's been watching. Six. It was minus seven hundred. Now he's minus six fifty. But Jesse Strader is still almost a plus five hundred underdog. Marcel. Um, these guys from Kabachi are quite good. Marcel Rojo, Castaneda. This guy Strader. That that uh, promotion's underrated. I think they got some good talent coming up. So. We'll talk about that fight tomorrow, guys. I just wanted to show you, though, like this guy is actually pretty talented, man. And again, watching his interview with John, and I watched another interview today with him, two interviews, and saying all the right things. I, I liked everything I heard. We'll see. I mean, he might just get wrestled in this fight. It definitely could happen. I could definitely see that happening. But uh, I think the fight's closer than odd indicate. There's no way I don't think Montel should be minus 650, in my opinion. But we'll see what happens. Um, I'll talk about tomorrow with you, Marcel. I haven't, I haven't finished all my tape study, but I, I'll get it done by tomorrow. This is a great comment. He says, I think the biggest issue in MMA judging is the length of the round. Too much capital for five minutes. They score minute by minute. The winners who won more minutes. Dude, it's a great question. It's a great point because, yes, um, Nicolau did well for those first couple minutes. The problem was I just think the, the damage in the last few minutes really overtook what he did in the first few minutes. But you're right. And this is why, um, you know, pride rules don't necessarily work because they always forgot what happened in the first round, Marcel. They only forgot about the uh, – the, they always forgot about the 10-minute first round. They would only just score the last two five-minute rounds, right? And bring back yeah. the 10-minute first round, man. Bring it back. The, and bring back the knees to the down opponents and the stomps and everything. You, <laughs> you, you know, when I, I was at a local event over here, they uh, had uh, I, I sat next to, uh, next to a judge. And uh, he was like he had uh, one click in his left hand and one click in his right hand. And every time somebody did something, he did click, 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 click. Something with with a kick or or a punch or something or just click 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 and at the end of the round you look who had the most clicks and he scored for that guy. That's really <laughs> weird. That's not a good. That's not a good way to score fights. I know they. I know they have like the stats counters guys are counting the, the strikes landed. They do that. Yeah. Obviously, they have a button. They're pressing it whenever someone throws a strike. I get that, but for a judge, that's kind that of was a judge. That was a judge in the, in Holland. Yeah, yeah. For MMA or kickboxing? Not. Both. Both. What's it? <laughs> Let's get this let's a, combination yeah. event. Last question of the day, guys. It's five o'clock now. We're gonna get out of here. It's actually ten o'clock for Marcel. I appreciate it, Marcel. It says, What's next for Charles Oliveira? Justin Chandler, Dustin Connor looks to be next. Yeah, I saw the Justin Chandler report today. Dustin Connor, we know about man, they're gonna screw Charles Oliveira, man. That's gonna suck. What do you think, Marcel? What are you hearing here? Yeah, they're probably gonna say we we offered you already two fights this year and against Chandler, right? Short notice. Yeah. 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 And you didn't take it. So uh, I think you yeah. called that when it happened. You said you were the guy yeah. who was like they're going to hold it against him. Just watch. They're going to yeah. remember Dana was like, Oh, it's not a big deal. Like it's on short notice. He just cut weight a month later. Charles should have taken the fight when we asked him what he's going to say that now. Mm -hmm. We'll see. Um, I think that's it for today's show. Well, guys, again, it's, it's 5 PM right now. It's a little different now doing it in the afternoon. I gotta be honest. It's, it's kind of, it's kind of different, but I definitely down to keep doing this with you, Marcel. And tomorrow we'll be back at uh, 10 AM or excuse me, 4 PM. See, I'm already, I'm already mixing it up. 4 PM Eastern tomorrow. And we'll do the full breakdown. Maybe I'll pick Jesse Strader as a plus 500 earned dog. Let's see if I go on a limb here. I'm thinking about it. I'm really thinking about it. I want to look crazy if you get smashed. Like he might look like an idiot. But uh, yeah, I like what I saw from that guy. Um, what, plug your stuff, Marcel. Yeah, Big Marcel24 on Instagram and Twitter. And uh, MMADNA.nl. Uh, also on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. There's this guy. Look at it. He's everywhere. You got your own YouTube page? I didn't even know that. Awesome. Good stuff. <laughs> you guys can follow me on Twitter at MMAdamMartin. 
and uh, the podcast, 4 p.m. Eastern, Monday, Tuesday with Marcel, Thursday with a guest to be announced very soon. I'll have some artwork for that too, very soon. We do have new artwork. I gotta give my sister a big shout out here. She's awesome. Love Helen. She's great. Dude, she stepped up on like 12 hours notice and did this for us. Like we had someone else that took two weeks and didn't send us anything. And then my sister stepped up on 12 hours notice and got this done. I think it looks great. So gotta give her a credit for that one. Um, it's nice to get some new artwork, Marcel. And then it's, uh, it's a new show, man. Me and you now. And Cole's not here anymore. It's unfortunate. I love doing it with Cole, obviously. But love doing it with you too, Marcel. Thanks again, man. I follow me on Twitter, guys. BJPen.com, MMAOddsBreaker.com, uh, Elite Fantasy, Elite Betting, My MMA News, and Fanatics MMA. Have a great day, guys. Be back 4 p.m. tomorrow.